Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about a disappointing loss to the NYC Giants and the season, which was very enjoyable, is now done. Some people are taking it as if it's World War III and we're all going to die. Um, I did see some folks kind of just doing the Viking playoff thing. That's fair. Um, but as far as like major disappointment, I mean, if you're being realistic comparatively to years past when we were a Super Bowl favorite or one of the top tier teams, we have so many more playoff disappointments than this one. It is disappointing. I, you know, both Aaron and I, we wanted to win a game especially at home, should have won the game. But um, let's be honest, that San Francisco loss at least, I mean, a moral victory would be like, hey, man, it was a one loss. That's that. Finally, our one loss came in a one score to them. That would have been great, but who knows? They probably would have beat us up. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. We're not going to go drive by drive, play by play, and bring you through all four quarters of agony. Um but we will talk a little bit about the game, of course. And, um, you know, uh, there's a variety of uh, items to discuss. We're now talking about the competitive rebuild, uh, blow it up, all sorts of different stuff. We'll talk about the Vikings defense, offense. Hey, we assume the guy running, you know, running the show over there on, on the def- defensive side is going to be gone. Do you switch to a 4-3, go back to it? Do you, do you stay with a 3-4 and just upgrade the coach or, or try to upgrade it? And then veterans on the chopping block or a potential trade, whether it be Cook, Thielen, Kendricks, Hunter, Smith, um, some free agency stuff. Um, and by the way, life's not over. We do have our Living in Louisville podcast switching to basketball next week. Um, so we'll try to bookend the podcast by reminding it. I said it early because I did think both of us would forget. We'd be so d- deep into this stuff. But we are going to talk basketball, no doubt. This will be the last Viking show we do prior to free agency, okay? Now, if there's just a crazy, crazy, crazy trade or something prior to that, yeah, we'll do a quick show. But overall, this will be the last Viking show. And we're going to talk it through. we got a lot to discuss. If this is your first time listening to the purple people leaders podcast welcome streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope dope radio um you don't have to go to blog talk and rope dope and download the show directly there or listen to the browser you can find it under the rope dope radio uh platform on apple podcast uh amazon music iheart radio player fm tune in um google podcast a variety of of areas we also have that uh Stitcher page, Living in Loserville. We're on Spotify as well, so make sure you check it out. While you're at it, why don't you head over to uh, Sporting News 24 and The Grueling Truth. One more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you're, happy, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99. They still have that three-month special where you get to enjoy HBO Max, Showtime Stars, Epics, and Cinemax. If you go with the choice package and above, they got a new deal. If you go with the choice package and above and buy an exclusive DirecTV streaming device, it'll save you 
fifty bucks. That's Direct TV Stream. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. And uh, well, another playoff season, another playoff L. You know, since we've been around anyway, we have yet to see the Vikings in a Super Bowl. It sucks. It hurts. But like I said at the start, and like we said before we hit record, you know, this isn't the end of the world as far as uh, playoff tragedy when comparing many conference championships. But, you know, it still would have been nice to win a game, right? It would have been nice, correct. And we both kind of picked that we would if the Vikings came out and played well. And I don't think they played terrible. I think they played well enough to win. Um I should say the offense did defense is a whole different thing, but we've known that for all season. It's been the bugaboo this for this whole year. Uh, we talked a little off air, about where they might've peaked and, you know, you said Buffalo and I thought probably about right about there. Um, but the most alarming thing was that Donatel came out and said, well, you're going to, you're going to like how we play. And it's like, <laughs> you know, when you say that, I already knew there's like, going to be a problem and then you want to turn it to the vets the vets are going to run this and blah 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 and so I wasn't expecting a great defensive performance but I also didn't expect the Giants to come out and, and play the way they did and you know I really thought it was going to be Barkley that was going to be the issue and it really wasn't it was Daniel Jones and quarterback running the football has always been an issue for any Vikings defense in the last probably six to seven years I have vague memories of Russell Wilson tearing it up and and so on. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the biggest disappointment. Like you said, it's not 41 donut. It's not, you know, NFC title game in Philadelphia. You know, the scripted play went really well, came down, scored right away. I thought, okay, well, let's see what happens after the script. So like you said, it wasn't all that disappointing. If you look at it, it was a one score game that we lost finally. And it was, you know, a very anticlimactic end. Uh, to the game, but overall, you, you knew that the defense was going to be a liability. It's going to be tough spots. It does suck to be a three seed, lose to a seven at home. That sucks. A lot of stuff hold on. Sucks. It was a six seed, bro. Don't do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I mean, the crowd was going too when they were allowed yeah, the to. Yeah, crowd was going berserk. Dude. They really so yeah, it just you know you want to say it wasn't our day, but like you said, Chris, we're still without a Super Bowl here in. Minnesota, and that is disappointing. And a Super Bowl visit uh, for us, uh, folks. But here it is. Here it is, folks. Well, um, it's our time to shine as a defense now that we're hitting the playoffs. I really love the overall team chemistry of this football team. And uh, we've been put in a lot of big moments. It's hardened us for these times that are coming. Uh, The uh, margin of error is very small when you get to the playoffs. Uh, we're playing a familiar opponent. It's our time to shine, is what the man said. He went on further. Good plans. I know how they have the ability to adjust, so that's a great challenge there. But um, when I go in our locker room and when I go to practice yesterday. A lot of talent. And th- these guys built the confidence. A lot of talent. Oh, yeah. Eric Kendricks, Pat Peterson, and Zadarius, uh, you know, Daniil, uh Hicks. You know, I, I could just about name anybody, but, you know, they're kind of taking over our team. And, uh, you know, I think you'll like the way we play. Well, you know, I, I got to disagree. I got to disagree here. I didn't really like how they came out playing. <laughs> I, I, I got to no. admit, you know, I don't, I like how they made some, uh, 
super late, uh, you know, super, super late adjustments. I'll give them a little credit there. But, I mean, this shit was ugly. Whether you want it quick, you want a quick score, five plays, four plays drives. You can have that. One long one. Oh, we got a long one for you. 20 plays, 85 yards, basically 11, 11 minutes. minutes. This is not uh, the the option in 1984 with Nebraska, folks. Rozier's not coming through that. Okay, I'll stop. But, dude, what in the shit was that? Start out fresh in the in the third quarter. No touchdown drive, five plays, six plays, no problem. I mean, it was, like I said, I, I do like that they put on pressure later. We were talking off air, Aaron, about, you know, let's get the good stuff out of the way with the defense, I guess, right? But uh, right. I did like all of a sudden how they had all four starter and reserve outside linebackers and then Kendricks, five guys on the line. I wish we would have seen that more. Maybe we saw it a little more and I, and I wasn't paying attention enough, mm. but I did like that. I wish we would have seen that on third down throughout the season more because I think that's your best chance at getting pressure. Um, and like I said, I give him a little credit for making some stops or whatever, but um, – Boy, oh boy, I did not like the way they played. I mean, I liked his roll call there. He's definitely went yeah. down his list of talented players. Bottom scheme them up. You know, scheme them up. That's your job, dude. And, you know, I get the idea. I get the feeling from Donatello. It's like, okay, yeah, he's got, you know, he's very, uh, you know, everybody's getting along and this wonderful team and everybody's motivated. Yeah, okay, great. But here's the deal, man. When the offense is marching you down the field, and let's reiterate, 20 plays, 11 minutes. Oh, my God. You have to be able to, to adjust. And that's been the problem all season. It's just like he gets stuck in his thing. They play man defense like never. It's all zone all the time. And they just, you know, okay, so Jones is getting out on you. for in that During that 20-play drive, you couldn't keep him. He was – it wasn't Saquon that was beating you with Daniel Jones. And you can't find a way to stop that. I just don't think you have the acumen as a coordinator. I mean, Zimmer would have known, okay, quarterback's getting out. This is what we got to do. Boom, boom. And he'd make those moves. And I'm not going to. Not even a spy. Right. Not a spy. Not not some, you know, twists, some pressures, some doing something with the contain. You know, you've got the athletes. He pointed that out. So why are you not using them in their proper way to stop what is obviously happening to you eight plays in a row, three first downs, four first downs? Like you got to be able to stop the bleeding and you just can't do that. He wasn't doing that all season and it just was pile up. And, you know, I do feel for those veterans because he wasted a year of their lives. Uh, Kendricks is still a good player. And healthy. I don't care what you say. Hunter made it through healthy. Hunter played all the games. Oh. Zedarius so him and played. played all games, or, or almost all. I mean, Hicks is remember, not a remember terrible Remember us player. lining that up? Remember us saying, okay, if we can get, if we can get 12 guys, you know, 13, uh, 13 of them on, out of Hunter and 15 out of, we got 17 and 18 out of those two. Yeah, we were really excited about the pass rush possibilities. Or know, after the first game, we're like, what? You know, that's great, you know. Um, mm. Peterson still can play. Uh, Harrison Smith can, these guys can still play. Are they on the, the downward, uh, descent yeah, of their career? Right. Absolutely. But They're they can still play. They're not that old. Maybe Peterson, right. but he's still playing well. 
nonetheless, you have the athletes. You you know the, we roll called them out. So why why can't you make them work? You can blame it on the system. The Donna shell hasn't worked all season, and you can't. He just doesn't move from it, and that's the thing. Mm. I mean, just adjust to it. Make adjustments, eh, appropriate ones and timely ones. And just they weren't there all year, and they would have helped yesterday. Uh, but I think, you know, Chris, even there was another drive that was 18 or 17 plays. And it's just, what are you going to do as a defense as far as Hey, we got him on third down. All right. Okay. When you're just getting Yeah, you're walked. right. It was a 12 you're, play, almost five minute drive. Yeah, you're just getting walked down the field. It's that was actually when we tied the game up. When we tied the yep. game up, they went back down and chewed up five more minutes of the clock. 12 play. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can blame, you can look for the blame and try to put, you know, all this stuff. Is it Cousins or is it the defense or is it a combination of both or is it no running game? Madison got zero carries. I mean, that's wild. you have to, it's all those things, you know, it's not just one thing. And I thought Kurt played very well for the majority of that game. I think if you look at his stats under pressure, they're almost flawless. Um, and they didn't pressure as much as they did the first game. I think he had 23 pressures or something in that year. I heard the stat. Didn't earlier need today. to. Didn't need to. But they didn't need to. And I think they figured out that, and then they started doing the thing with the multiple defensive backs, which helped out. Mm-hmm. Somehow you got Jefferson out of the plays, um, out of the game, which, you know, you got to give him credit for that. And I just think you got out coached offense to defense. Uh, I, I thought offensively we, we scored enough points to win that game. Uh, defense was just a struggle and you had to have known that the second time around seeing Donatel's defense, they were going to just rip it. And I don't know how I, Failed to see that in the preview, but I, I did. I, I just didn't see it. Yeah, and, and they didn't need to blitz as much because they're, like, worried about coverage, right? So let's drop more guys in coverage. And they did have almost a third guy on. After that first drive, it was like, put a third guy. We're going three, basically, on Jefferson, it seems, at times. And you can kind of tell in that last play that people are talking about, too. He, he basically had two and a half guys on him because that safety was going in. So basically three by the time the ball got there. Uh, but you're right about Barkley. Like, he hurt us as far as per, you know, two touchdowns, that nice little pitch where it was just flag football or whatever. And, you know, but he only had nine carries, <laughs> you know. Like you said, 17 carries, 78 yards from the running back. And when you look at it just in general, you know, they had 28 first downs, 11 of them. On the ground, we only had three on the ground. Seven of thirteen um, on on third down. Two of two on fourth down. Um, just you know, we're right there with them passing, right? But then when you go sixty-one care, you know, sixty-one yards to one forty-two, and 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 yeah, when you look at Cook, I, you know, I didn't even. I thought Matson only got one or two, but you're you're totally correct on that. And Cook, fifteen carries, sixty. 4.0, like, there's no – we weren't down three touchdowns in the game. There's no point in not – you know, we were 27th or 26th in uh, carried attempts. He was like – I think he had the fifth or sixth most yards this year as far as a running back goes, um, and we were fourth in pass attempts. Uh, so there does need to be balance. We set it for, like, the second half of the season. There does need to be balance. But like you said – Going back to the pressure stuff, you know, they got 11 hits uh, on Christmas Eve, right? Um, they got 11 hits on the quarterback. The difference is we got 11 hits on their quarterback that day. That really helped 
they didn't. They still got their 11 hits, but they didn't blitz as much like you mentioned. But also not having O'Neill there hurt that as well. Um, so that I mean, it, it it was rough, dude. And when you look at the defense, obviously everybody wants you know the the coordinator gone for obvious reasons. Uh, fit this that he, he actually doesn't have a like. It's not his defense technically. He was a secondary guy when the dude got a head coaching job. Then he was the defensive coordinator. He was a defense coordinator years ago too. Not trying to dump on this dude 100%, but it's just not a good fit no matter what. I think he's got to be gone just to be gone. Um, but one thing as far as next year, and it does depend on who's still here, do you just scrap the 3-4 four, the four and go to 4-3? Or it depends on who you hire, whether it's, you know, the guy we talked about that's in-house or even guys that are available that might come out that might be pretty good defense coordinators. What do you do there? Because at least Zimmer had two years of horrible injuries to point to, but yet he still would be up there in sacks, still up there in pressures, still like top 10 in uh, third down in red zone. I think the best stat was like, 16th or 18th, 19th, third down. We did bring that down, but but what do you do? Do you just because we're good? Everybody wants to fire the coach, right? But do you just say fuck it and just it was the first year of three four ever in our franchise history? Get it away, <laughs> you know? That, that, what yeah. the hell was that? Because remember, Quasi is the guy who wanted to go three four. If we're being honest. Yeah, I just hear Zimmer at his ranch laughing his ass off is what I hear watching that game yesterday. I mean, he must have either that or he was just completely stressed out because he's watching his guys get just right messed up in some out. weird ass court. system. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, look, it, you did say it matters the coordinator that you bring in. Now, technically, we can't dance on Donatel's grave yet because he's still employed That's by right. the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. So under the assumption that he won't be uh, employed by the Minnesota Vikings, I would say you got to wait for a coordinator. Obviously, to me, if you're going to keep the veterans, like let's you're going to keep Kendricks around, you're going to keep Hunter, you're going to keep Zadarius, you're going to keep Pat P, you're going to keep these guys, Harrison Smith. If you're going to keep them, which I'm against overall, but let's say that's most likely the way it's going to go, um, then I think you go back to 4-3 because that's what they're more familiar with. You didn't really draft or sign anybody that's meaningful that's going to be a, a 3 4 4 3 non fit. Good point. So you don't, you know, you have the 4 3 pieces. And you can um, give 3 4 looks now for real, right? Because you right. can say, hey, we know it, at least know it better than we used to. Um, so to me, it really doesn't. You bring in a 3 4 guy, that's fine. I, I'm fine with it. Uh, if it was me, I'd go back to 4-3, unless you move these vets. Like I said, if you move these vets, then it's kind of you got a clean whoever slate to work in. with, and whoever comes in, they can do what they want to do with it. You can draft for a 3-4. for a three, four. You can draft that type. Of, the linebackers are different and, if, you know, that kind of stuff. And I would not like to see, if you're going to go to a 3-4, you're going to have to do something with Daniil and Zadarius, most likely Daniil. I don't want to see him in coverage anymore. I don't want to see Zadarius in coverage anymore. We know what Daniil's good at. He's been good at it for the last six, seven years. He's good at rushing the passer. He's good at setting the edge. That's what he does. I don't think he's great in coverage, and I don't think he's supposed to be great in coverage. I think he's made his living on doing what he does. Now, Zadarius has been in the 3-4 a little bit more uh, when he was with the Packers, so maybe he's a little better at it, but I don't want to see them cover wide receivers. 
But he could be the guy the you could set up and take advantage of mismatches across the line, right? You, you could still do the 4-3 and just let him roam. Right. I think the biggest problem here with this defense, aside from system, aside from no adjustments, aside from down tell, is defensive line. Now, Tomlinson's an adequate player, but that's where it ends. You have Tomlinson. Everybody else is just a guy. Really. Especially on third down. Phillips is good too if he's you a guy to in your rotation. Get on third down somewhat uh, with a rush. So I mean, flush I these guys somewhat. That's a glaring need whether you're running three four or four three. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, either way, either way. Yep. Have to, and that was Zimmer had a you know he didn't have him either. Now a lot of that goes to not having the kind of money or just not getting the the guys. Well, we had a guy had that six sacks and Hicks in the four three off the bench, but I, I you know I don't, I don't. Yeah, but. I just think that's the biggest because you're not getting pressure with four. You're not getting pressure with three. You have to, you've got to upgrade that position. Um, And that's been a problem for at least two seasons. And so uh, to answer your question, Chris, obviously it depends on the coordinator you bring in, but let's say it stays the way it is with your personnel. I think you got to go back to a four, three. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious to go back to a four, three. Like you said, it really matters, but you know, it, it, it it's a it's an open ended question because we, there's so much and, and you also brought a good point um, you know it's not even he didn't get it at the tarmac we didn't let him you know well of course we weren't at the tarmac this time now I think about it but yeah we didn't we didn't lock the doors just yet to him Ed you got your keys on you yeah right <laughs> code yeah well we every time the year's done we change the code just naturally it's a natural thing. Um, but, yeah, okay, so we've been picking on the defense for, for good reason, obviously. Offense, there's a hand. We're going to get to the last play, okay? Don't don't you worry about that. Uh, we are folks out there. I know people are pulling their hair out. We're going to get to the last play, of course, because, of course, that play turned Cousins back to the pumpkin. It's midnight. Last night was midnight. He's a pumpkin now to a lot of the media members. But let's talk about everything, okay? Because – Usually plays don't come or team, you know shit doesn't come down to just one play. Um, and let's you know remember what that that was just a tie of the game that whole drive offensive mistakes third and short trick play. We don't know what would have happened on that drive. We'll never know. But you know with the weapons we got, maybe it's a field goal, maybe it's a touchdown. Drop the ball for a first down on a separate drive. Wide open, easy catch, Herb, sorry. Nice catch later, though. Uh, on fourth and short. Fourth and one. And, and I don't know if I'd call it fourth, fourth and inches, but it was less than fourth and one, right? When that replay that we had to do. Uh, Derisa had a penalty. Now we got to kick the field goal. Do we go a go ahead? We're, we go, instead of tied at 24-24, it's 27-24. Maybe it changes our mentality on that last drive. Um, and then obviously not finishing the, the game with the, the game tying drive for a touchdown that those four things stand out. We'll get to the cousins thing next, but those first three things, third and short trick play, drop the ball. Those are, and then the, the fourth and short that turned into fourth and six. Those are things that if one of those things go right, we could have maybe won the game. You know, that, that, that's where it comes down to offense is not completely out of this. My two are the, the third and one double pass. What the hell was that? That was my first. What the hell was that? I mean, golly, dude. And then my second one there, 
My second one there is the fourth and one turned into fourth and six. Uh, we were moving that ball too. That 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 drive, dude. We I think moving. that was the one of the key, probably the second key play of the. Oh. I would say that's the first key play of the of the ball game. I really right. do. I, I thought the third and one, you know, double pass. Besides a horrible play call, but here's where I stand on those sh- short yardage plays. It yeah. hasn't been successful this season. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. want to say, yeah, you know, O'Connell got cute and blah blah blah. He, this is my, I my speculation on his mindset at the moment was that, okay, this is very important. We need this first down badly. It's state we were in the right. game. I can try to run up the middle, but that hasn't worked much this year. It really. And is. you've got Dexter Lawrence against Garrett Bradbury, huge mismatch. We got to try something else now. That's where we start to talk about it. Could the something else could have been a slant, could have been one of your, you know, cool plays with, you know, misdirection with Jefferson off in the, off to the flat, something sure. like that, a funky route by Jefferson, something, something there, cooking those in the flat, something, screen pass, something. Now you went with the double pass, which is, you know, rife with things that could go wrong, and that's my problem with it. Yeah, I have more problem with that short of the sticks than the last one. Because you're throwing it right. to Cousins, dog, short of the sticks. Right. With like two or three guys around. They, they obviously read the play perfectly, too. Right. When I saw it go to Jefferson at first, I'm like, okay, cool. That's, right. I'll, let's give him a chance on the edge. See, with That's the wiggle, a great right. play. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> then he kind of looked like he was going to pass. I'm like, okay, down the field. Let's go. Right, right. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Down like, hey, we're stealing. Cool. And then he rips it the other side and throws it back to Cousins. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Is this a punt play now? What are what we is doing? This, it know? just changed on us. <laughs> and they all stayed home. Everybody stayed home. The defense played well. They did. And it just didn't work. And then I'm like, okay, dude. You know, you got cute there. And then I started to think, why would you make that play call? And then I, I went into the other stuff. Like, okay, well, this hasn't been working. That's going to work. And you got to mismatch the offensive line in the interior. I think there were other choices there you could have made. Yeah. But maybe they had practiced that for those situations, and it just wasn't executed right. I think uh, O'Connell said there was supposed to be something or something or another. But if you don't think you got it right, then why call the play, man? And I would have rather see a quarterback sneak there. I mean, that's another option. It was option. early to be up. calling that shit on third and you know, one. It's just too early, early and yeah. it's it's one of those times in short yardage where you, you kind of question the play call and you go, okay, dude, like we're used to this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Ham, you know, use him something, you know. But, but you're right. Uh, the short yardage hasn't been our thing, and the interior offensive line is still it's a little better. We'll give them credit, but it's still not enough to to line up because, like you said, if it's not Bradbury, then it's Cleveland who he's going against. Uh, Lawrence, and that so leads I mean, right into the. Yeah. That right. leads right yeah, into the fourth and one. That becomes fourth and six. It's the same thing. This time you get a penalty because I don't know if it was snap count. I don't know what it was, a little anxious, you know, something. Yeah. But that was a huge play, man, because it forced us to kick a field goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and we didn't even use that side drive. either. Remember, he jumped to the right. He, he right. jumped over Ingram. It was a was first down. Yeah. Oh, golly. So – that was the backbreaker there. The fourth and one became fourth and six. We score a touchdown on a drive. I really yeah. feel that. And then we it's a different it. ball game. Yep. You know, we would have at least – we would have took the lead, correct? Yeah, we would have went up by four. Yeah. All we needed in that game was the lead, besides the 7-0 lead in the beginning. We just needed the lead. You're right, though. And we just couldn't get and it. And that sparked our defense usually, too, uh, this whole year, you know? Yeah. 
And then what's the middle one you had? The three or four plays? Oh, Irv dropped a, a, a Irv easy dropped, yeah. catch. It would have been a first down. Like I said, maybe that's only a field goal. Maybe we, you know, free and out the next little bit and kick. It, it just trying to point out some. The offense was very good, good enough to win, but there were a couple things where you're like, ooh, yep. like to have that back. I thought, you know, Hawkinson overall had a, a great day. I thought yeah. Kurt looked to him a little too much, um, but maybe they're getting comfortable with each other. If you don't have Jefferson, I guess you go to Hawkinson. Um, Thielen's been fighting for separation. He did have a nice pass, but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, those are my major yeah. two plays, Chris. I'm glad you kind of pinpointed those because I had forgotten sort of about the fourth and one that became fourth and six. Huge play, especially the timing of that one was just huge. And then, of course, the last play, a lot of people have – a lot to say about it. Like I said, it, it turned him back into a pumpkin. Um, the 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 short of the sticks, even though the last six weeks we've thrown short of the sticks and converted a bunch of first downs. In fact, before we went fourth and 18 in that Buffalo game, we threw short of the sticks to TJ, and he broke a tackle to get a first down on fourth and six. But mm. it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Break, you know – you go ahead and, and tell me what you thought about that play. I'll, I'll say it as well. Um, go ahead. Well, now we've got another moniker, right? We've got 41 Donut. We've got uh, – oh, what's the other? The other I had it in my Cross head. Cross body? Cross the body. That's exactly <laughs> the one I'm thinking of. Five fumbles then, from Peterson or whatever. That, that's and then one we of got them. short of the sticks. We got so Gary great. Anderson. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got Gary. <laughs> we got wide we left got, or wide right. With we got Nelson at the goal line. <laughs> yeah. Did he catch it? Did he catch it? I don't know. Ah, so we got another moniker called Short of the Sticks. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> one play does not a game make. Let's be very clear of that, right? Sure. Yes, it Unless that's in the that. end zone, right? Right. Of course. I guess. Would I have liked to see something in the route tree that was past the sticks? Yes. I would have. Screens have worked great second half of the season in that situation. But I guess they didn't want to go to it because they had That prior drive, they tried to cook in a um, uh, a TJ screen and both of them lost yardage. Um, So, look, Kirk was under pressure, unnecessary pressure. Like, I think you pointed out to me that Cook had clipped Cleveland and allowed the pressure. Okay. Quicker. It would have came, but just a little quicker. Um, I've looked at that play probably eight or nine times to see what was going on downfield. You had a slight possibility with KJ, but even I would have passed that that up, especially under as you're rolling. I, Yeah, I mean, it's another cross-the-body throw. It's going to have to just be the most accurate pass ever to get him open. You have to throw him open, basically. Everybody else was covered. You had TJ. Now Kirk was probably thinking yards after catch, right? That's what you got to look for. But you got to throw it to somewhere where he can do that, and he didn't. Do I like throwing, you know, short of the sticks on fourth down in a playoff game to keep your season alive? No. But I didn't call the play, and that's what the play drew up. So what do you do? You got to make lemonade, right? And I think that was what Kirk was thinking. Um yeah, it put had the worked. ball in play is what he Put the ball in play, which anything can happen. Which does make a point to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Now, you know, is that the worst Or throw thing? it to Jefferson in triple coverage. When right, which I think is ridiculous. The ball, which is like a floater at that point. 
And it's I, ridiculous I because it's another cross the body throw at that point because of the pressure. I mean, that's a chuck, basically. You're chucking it off, basically, at that like, point. It's, super chuck. Yeah. I don't think people understand what that pass is. On right. Now, you did have Cook in the flat, but that's another cross the body all the way across the field. And that's three you, yards that, shorter behind the sticks. Right. That was the play. I mean, that he made the best possible decision in that situation. I'm confident in saying that having watched that play. Which brings me back to play calling. You got to have Hawkinson pass the sticks in whatever route that he's in. Or Thielen, or Thielen not to have both Thielen and Jefferson deep is kind of rough too. And I'm not absolving Kirk. I'm not saying you know that everything is he's wonderful and you know the best thing ever, and he did what he's doing and get off his case. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. If you look at it from 10,000 feet, the play design just didn't seem adequate for the situation for me. I guess that's where I stand out, Chris. That's my point is, like, give him a chance. Now, you have Jefferson, of course, but he was covered, man. And maybe you thought something would break open. But as soon as you add in that pressure coming into that pocket, it changes everything. you got to get rid of it. Because if you took the sack, then what? Yeah, you know, then, then, then we got a whole like, different conversation. Christ, you know? right. So that's my thought, man. A, a better play call. Well, I'll say this. Like, Cronin and a couple other heavy hitters just did the play and said, look at this, this is fucking easy. See, uh, you know, what's uh, those came, came, Osborne came open. So technically, as far as scheming it, that is right. He did come open. Now, you, there's a couple of reasons that you mentioned as well. First of all, there's called throwing lanes, okay, for the people that don't realize it. You got a guy in Lawrence who has both his hands up coming right at you. You cannot throw it directly at him. And that's where basically the damn ball needed to go. And it's not like a deep pass, the whole throw it open in the green grass. That's 20, 30, 40 yards in the air is when you do that. You don't just throw people open because if you throw it early, he's going to come out of that break and the ball's going to be on the ground. It's it's a much quicker thing than we're used to seeing uh, a couple times this season where we just throw it open to the left side. And if he makes that catch, great. If not, nobody gets it. Uh, similar to the Rengar one at the end of the year where he stopped running. And, but he also made some catches like that too. Um so they, he did technically scheme someone open, and I have no doubt in my mind that if Cook doesn't bang in the Cleveland, which actually, and I did not, I saw it a bunch of times too. I never noticed that until someone pointed out. One person pointed out. I want to say it was Ron Johnson, but I could be wrong. But I saw it. I, I saw it multiple times, and you're looking at everything else, but I totally missed that. And he did. And that's why it was a, not just the Cleveland has one hand on me and I can put one hand up and I'm barely getting there yet. It's straight almost at that point a free run at it. So if, if Cleveland doesn't get banged, maybe he can hold them for an extra half a second, second. And then I think then he can see, okay, I'm coming back to my read. I can, I can actually see Osborne now. 
I can wait that hesitant. He'd still be throwing it early out of his break, but it'd be there. It wouldn't be there too early because it wasn't an open field. There's a lot of green there. You know there, where there was a lot of green because since we had three dudes following and, fuck, maybe even a linebacker, I didn't even notice, but a bunch of guys deep with Jefferson, if TJ breaks that fucking tackle, he's got a 20-yard pickup at least and then getting out of bounds. So, and remember, it is a game time, you know, game time. And, it does, you know, we didn't have, if we scored a touchdown, we didn't have a timeout, so you couldn't get – picky and burn down the clock for sure because you don't even have a timeout so you couldn't get as picky as you'd want down the stretch maybe they didn't get the ball and maybe they score a field goal who, who the fuck knows but it is what it is um and you, you still know. gotta score chris let's say they convert that for exactly you still so gotta score going and you still so gotta beat like- them either even overtime or what you know the game that didn't stop the get that that wasn't a game winner yeah, I mean that's my point. Is like, okay, so let's say you convert there, okay, you got you still got to continue to drive and you got to score a touchdown. You got no timeouts and still a tough situation. So yeah, you can say throw to the sticks, but I think he made the best possible choice he could at the moment. And it's tough to say that because of the way it ended up. But like, hey, Chip, give him a chance. He gave him a chance, and uh, that's what he had at him. And you're right, Lawrence had both hands up in the lane. It's like, okay, there's a lot of what ifs and shouldas and what is and couldas, but. Like you said, Hawkinson manages to break that tackle. You know, we're 20 yards closer to the end zone, and he pop out of bounds or do whatever he's got to do. So, um, obviously, you know, you want to tie that game up, go to overtime or, or however it goes, but it didn't work out that way. And there's, I'm more concerned, Chris, about the uh, the fourth and one that turned fourth and six and the, the weird play call on the third and one. Those are the things that, that bothered me and, the you know, the – inability to adjust a defense, which is the number yeah. one thing for me. Um, and run the ball a little bit. And run, run the, the ball, ball a little bit. bit. And you and I, we talked a little bit about that. It was like, you know, use Madison up the middle. Use him, you know. Cook on the They're outside. They're giving up 140 some odd yards a game, dude. Cook's a good on the edge. He's good in screens. He catches the ball. Like he you said, give seven carries to Madison. Yeah, something, you something. know, and it's like nothing. Or even Ham, I don't. I didn't remember seeing much of Ham at all yesterday. But you need some power running, and Cook's not providing that. And if you can just maybe take that off of his plate and give it to someone else, it would have worked out better. Nonetheless, you know, I thought you did a good job with Barkley. That wasn't a good issue. But then you start to key on him, and, and Jones breaks it off for time and time again for 8, 9, 10, 12, 16 yards, oh, 74 gosh. rushing yards. Together, it's just and the combination know. of him sitting in the pocket before he does it, too. Do, 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 no. do, 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 do. I'm gonna not, run this one, you know. Not being able to scheme up pressure, I think you know, O'Neill or not O'Neill, and we got spoiled. You know, Hunter got a sack, and it's like, Zimmer. okay, yeah, we got spoiled with all those blitzes, man. And you ran him out of they ran him out of town, man. It's like you want defense, that guy, you know, he did. You start to look at his defense personnel, Chris, and you start to see he put a bandaid on that defense for a couple of years. You know, it, they were never the 30th ranked defense. And that was probably, well, they were 2020 yards wise. They actually were, but he'd be better at other stuff. Yep. You know, like if fit, you know, the overall 10 different categories, he'd at least be, well, we're top five in that we're top 15 in that we're, you know, there'd be just more to it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the thing we, you know, 
the Zimmer thing those last two years. I mean, 2020, Hunter didn't even play, and the guy we brought in, Pierce, didn't play either, you know? Last year, Hunter started to be like bouncing back. Okay, cool. He he got hurt, what, seven games in or whatever? Done for the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, clearly, the switch to 3-4 was a mistake. They should have just had the same guys we got, but with the 4-3. And like you said, it's a healthy year, uh, you know, that that we didn't get with these guys. So that does suck. And, and you never know what's at the end of that. And, and that's where we are now, transitioning to – a variety of things, whether it's, uh, you know, some uh, no major just, bra- you know, back-breaking huge deal uh, for a free agent is out there. There, There is some uh, solid free agents you maybe like to keep, but um, there, there is no free agent that's just going to cost us so much goddamn money. So that, that, that part's okay. But then we're now back to what we were last year. As far as veterans on veterans on the chopping block or potential trade, we know the names Cook, Thielen, Kendricks, Hunter, Smith. A lot of people saying a lot of different names. Don't bring back this guy. Don't bring back that guy. Um, so there there is a lot of discussions to be had, and we're not going to go deep in the free agency here. We're not going to go. We're definitely not going to go deep in the draft because that's not till you know April. But. Um, where are you at? So we had a competitive rebuild, okay? A lot of people, you were kind of in between. You didn't want to cut six, seven, eight of your best veterans last year. The competitive rebuild is, you know, is what they decided to go with. And heading into this year, based off predictions of a lot of media members, we completely overshot what they said was going to happen. And so by trading all those people, which I don't even know if you could do in one year anyway, and actually get decent value. Some of the guys you couldn't. Like, if you're going to get rid of someone, someone you're going to have to cut, not trade. So this whole thing of of trade your six to eight best veterans, it's not even realistic to do if you're actually trying to get draft commodity, because once they know that you don't want them on the team, guess what? They They got a little bit of leverage to make you cut them rather than trade. So a lot of people want to talk being the GM, but most of it, not most of it, but a good chunk of it comes from knee-jerk reactions. And it's kind of like on that video game, people say video game stuff, right? Just do this, do that, because I did it in a video game. Well, they're thinking it's like the franchise mode where you just do this and it all just magically disappears. Now, we're not in cap hell. We, we are in debt for this coming year. But Cap Hell, we've talked about this, and I'm not going to go on a long rant this time. Maybe I will in the free agency, but not not this time. Um, we're not in Cap Hell if you look at your 2024, 25, and 26. We are the opposite of Cap, cap Hell, okay? So let's not even go there. Um, not that my co-host or I would go there, but the, the, the media is going to try to go there because they did that for years. They could have just said they didn't like Kirk rather than adding the Cap Hell. But we have – we added Zedarius Smith in the offseason, guys. <laughs> so it wasn't cap hell. Um, on the chopping blocks, who do you think that there's just no way we can either – we have to either cut them or trade them. I don't want them back. And, and, and are you on full – last year, uh, you know, a lot of people want to do it. We didn't do it. It, it did turn out pretty good. Are you now on the on board on saying fuck it now? 
this was our last year. Fuck it. Let's not do the the competitive rebuild. Technically, if you look at the cap, is a two year process. That's what it was. Like it or not, people out there. Well, first, I want to say that I think the competitive rebuild is an oxymoron. So I never really liked the idea of it in general. I think it's a way to put lipstick on a pig. But you're right; it is a two-year process, and that's and something we didn't you pointed kick stuff out. down the 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 can. Right. We didn't kick we, the can down the field. We could look at it on the cap. What I want to do this season, which is you're right, we're in like year one and a half now, or just after year one of this two-year competitive rebuild, which changes the idea of the two-year thing for me because at some point, Chris, at some point in this franchise's history, we're gonna have to make drastic moves. Now, by drastic moves, I'm not a tank. I know I tweeted tank for Caleb Williams. I don't want to tank necessarily. What I want to do is get rid of some salaries, open up the ability to get a higher draft pick. In order to do that, you have to kind of suck for a year, and you're just going to have to, like, you're going to have to eat shit to get better. That's just what you're going to have to do. It's going to be more than a year. You're going to suck. We keep putting it off. We keep putting it off. We keep putting it off. So like you said, guys on the chopping block cook. I think you got to trade cook. If you can get, if you can do it, the running back now we're paying too much. I think for running back at this point, yes, cook is good, but he's in those years where running backs tend to, you know, tires fall off knees get hurt. Stuff starts to happen. Where you can take a rookie in, you've got so a, cut or trade though, because it can't cut or trade. Obviously, all these guys I'm saying is going to be trade first is my first option. If you can get anything worth value, if not cut, Thielen, look another guy, uh, money for production, it's not working out. Um, now I know he's hometown guy, everybody loves him, you know, but he went to he, Mankato. Okay, keep that in your mind. I know well, we it's haven't Minnesota said it in a episodes. I uh, get it, you get it right. Um, I, I've been a fan of his since he's been here, but he's on the downside of his career. Yeah, and you could probably get something in a trade, but nah. Oh, you could. Not you get could. much for you. You know, you're not going to. You know, first round, second round. You're looking third, yeah. fourth, fifth, something like that. The guys that really stick out to me is where you could actually get value back. Is one guy you know I'm really torn on. Is Hunter? It's like you could get something for him, second round mm-hmm. possibly. But yeah, I agree. in the right system, he's a very productive player, and he's still relatively young. He's in early in his prime. So what do you do there? I mean, I'm torn on it because like either way is fine with me. I'd be okay with trading him for value, or you get it. Um, Harrison Smith. You know, he he's one of those Ring of Honor guys. You probably just let him play here. He's Almost at the end, I would say, of his career. And we um, might have his replacement, Mike. Might, yeah, if his leg comes back together. And then Kendricks is another one, too, where I go, okay, everybody's up in this. I got a little rant here about this. Yeah, yeah. Eric Kendricks is still a good player. He's still a good player. He didn't just fall off the face of the earth. He's in a bad system. He's in. He's asked to do things that he's not great at. Now, is he what he was two seasons ago? Probably not. But is he a starting linebacker? You get rid of him and find out. He is a starting linebacker in this league. And he's just getting so much crap, and I just can't – I don't understand why. He's made plays his whole career here. Now, 
Another now ask me if I want to cut him or trade him. Another thing, you get value at this point, Chris, almost every veteran on this squad, <laughs> with the exception of Brian O'Neill, uh if you want to call Jefferson a veteran, um Darisaw, uh TJ. TJ. Those are the guys that are to me are untouchable at this point. Everybody else is negotiable. I'll pick up the phone on any of them. Um because you need to get you need to accumulate capital here because you're gonna go through whether it's this off season or next off season, you're gonna go through some serious turnover. I would like it to be this season to answer your question, but I'm willing to wait till next season. And then it's kind of a clean cut, Chris, because if you don't extend cousins, you're going to have to make a move on him. Either he goes to free agency or you cut or you do whatever. But long story short, I'm not down with competitive rebuild. I'm down with either compete or rebuild. That's it. There's no middle ground for me. That's Um, fair. I like it. I like rebuilding here, considering what's coming out in the draft, and that's a whole nother show. But you, I like the rookie scale contract quarterback and build the roster around them. The next two years, there's plenty of those guys, not just this year, right? Next yeah. two years, there are more than just the number one picks, correct? Right. Well, I think, you know, you could get Spencer Radler. I don't think he's going to be a top guy, but, you know, he might two be. Two years, he's on the back. season he has. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you know. what I'm saying. Next year's, it's there to be, we could do it. And you wouldn't need right. the number one. You'd love it, but you wouldn't need it. But you got to let go of, like, you know, all these people out here, good cousins gone. No, dude. I mean, first of all, you're not anywhere near draft area to get a guy this year. Right. For a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, the shit year. we'd no have to move up, the amount of shit we'd have to give to move, and that's future give, because we don't got a lot of give right here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As far as we know it. So I say we look to what would it be the 2024 season, and I guess I'm in the mode of start to gain capital this this off season for the 2024 season when you can actually make significant moves, cap wise, roster wise, future wise. This next season, Chris, it's going to be hard to. T- I'm going to be very interested to see what Quasey does with it because it's going to be very interesting. But if it were me, I would be now accumulating capital for 2024. Yeah, and that is the thing. the 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 two the it's a two year and I and I'm not repeating this because I'm saying it to my co-host. I'm, I'm just talking it through to everybody. Remember this when you're listening to the professional media that gets paid full time. And you know what? All most of those, pretty much all of them, do a great job at what they're they're hired to do. And this has nothing to do. Anytime we talk about the media, for the most part, it has nothing to do with any kind of jealousy or. They're at the spot they're supposed to be because they put the work in and they're damn good at their job, okay? Uh, Phil Mackey, too. Phil Mackey's very good at his job, okay? That's just a fact. But he, you know, my thing is I think you should be more, and this isn't just Phil Mackey. This is a, a, a large percentage of local media. I think you should not be knee-jerk fanboy when you're in that position, okay? We're more part-time media in a sense, um, you know, where we, I just we don't like Chris. My biggest thing is I just don't create the narrative. You know, that's what the manufactured that's narratives my, are the that's problem. My problem. You know, exactly. it's like don't start. You know, I think Zolgad's been on this thing where he's been going for this rebuild for the last three years. And right. you know, I think in essence he's right, but to sort of you know 
you're trying to, what do they call it? Manufacture consent. You know, you're trying to, you know, thing with cousins, you know, and, and then they kind of, you know, flat back in Mackey's face this year because cousins played very well and it was nice to see, but you know, his criticism. Yeah, but he also used are, stats against them to not call him a top 10 quarterback. Well, so that's like, the oh, manufactured narrative. Hold on that's now. the manufactured narrative. Okay, so if if top ten stats every year as a quarterback, okay, since he's been a starter, if top ten stats don't make you a top ten quarterback, then it's only QB wins. Well, you'd have to say he was at least number ten as far as this year, 2022. He was a, a the tenth best quarterback then. Funny enough, right where he's getting paid. But anyway, I digress. When it comes to the two-year thing. I got to go in. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the two-year thing. And I just wanted to put that out there because I do think these people are very talented, okay? But I, I also think you're – and I know the, the paid media now, and this is nationally too, and it, it, it's basically spewed into politics – or politics is spewed way into sports now, not just – talking politics and the COVID stuff and all that, but I'm saying how they do it. This is what sells. This is, if you look at, now that we can actually see views on uh, tweets, you look at what gets views, what gets retweets, what gets likes. That's what they're doing it for. I don't think all of them believe this exact thing, but I think that you got to separate your fanship. Here's the thing. The Objectivity. Two, right. The two. The, objective. You can't be completely wrong about something saying I wanted the opposite and then you get 13 wins out of it okay you can't you have to say something about that you know all year long we kept saying hey this this was our record we were wrong so technically whoever said the rebuild the competitive rebuild was the way to go was correct for this year okay so now all of a sudden fuck it all throw it all out the thing Look at the cap. You gotta play GM. If you cut Thielen, right, you're you're still giving up thirteen point five of dead money. You're only freeing up six point four. That's not huge ass money. If you cut Cook, you're only freeing up seven point eight. And then well, how about in June? Okay, let's go to June. So yeah, you get thirteen point four if you cut him post June. But who in the fuck are we gonna fucking sign? In June, that's the the free agent market's depleted by then. So don't get like you gotta play, you gotta you gotta look at that. Now, if you're gonna look at Kendrick to trade, at least that's a logical person because he still got talented. You put him in the four three, and he, you give up nine point five, or you I'm sorry, you you save nine point five million, and it's less than two million dead cap. Well, at least you're talking then. At least you're, you're, you're talking logical. Do I want to do that? No. I would switch to the 4-3. I would play these guys who some of them, at least one of them is going to, well, if Patterson, Peterson will come back, I assume, two guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame off this defense. If Hunter were, were it, let's say Hunter stays healthy for four more years, he'd be knocking on that door. Remember, he was the first to 50. I mean, these guys are ready to go as 4-3 guys. So, to me, you play this one out. You play it out because the cap held, the cap doesn't look great for next year. Now you could go to Thielen and like you said, either trade him or say you gotta take this hometown discount. You gotta do that. You know, now can cook the cook thing, I think he's living up to his money if you if you if you strap it down. Right now, this year his cap hit was sixth 
out of running backs, and that's basically where he ended up in yards. However, however, if you only run the ball 27 attempts <laughs> for a year, ding, you're 27. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. Now, now I can meet you halfway and go, well, if this is in, and we do want to get that thing in the 19s or something, right? Last year it was 12th of pass attempts and 14 in rushing. I'm not saying it has to be that. It could still be top 10 passing. I think you need to do that, but we need to, we need to run the ball a little bit more, okay? And we're not asking for run, run, fucking pass, okay? That's not what we're asking for, but it's gotta be. But when you look at like he's being, he's not being overpaid. He's being underused with hence then being overpaid in that sense. Now you go to inside linebacker. Now you look at a Kendrick, he's way overpaid. Inside linebacker, this cap hit is 10th. In the, I'm talking about 2023. He's 10th in the league. If you back it up just the linebackers, he's 24th. So to say he's being overpaid, he's being not utilized correctly, right? I don't know why I said that opposite, but I did. Okay? Um, and, and that's just the bottom line. So some of these guys, if you just cut, 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 because they do have some leverage. Yeah, they're going to get cut, but the, people aren't going to trade. Thielen would have to redo his deal no matter what team he's going to be on. I would say Thielen, listen, dude, and I know his uh, wife came out and said, you know, his wife comes out and says a lot of shit for one thing, and we can't go off what the wife's always say or the girlfriends or the moms or dads. You know, that, that happens sometimes. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it doesn't. But Thielen would have to come down on his money. And, and, then now, and then now we're talking, well, you could say, well, he hasn't been targeted as much. That's cool, but he's not creating separation as much either. Because when you say targeting, we know. You could say a lot about Cousins all you want, but he'll fucking find the open guy. That's what he's done his whole fucking career since he's been here and yada, yada, yada. Thielen, going into next year, is the 13th paid running back. Or, I'm sorry, wide, that'd be really weird. Wide receiver, okay? So he is being overpaid right now. So he'd have to give us a hometown deal to stay on the team, in my opinion. I think you'd really have to do that. Now, with Bradbury, do you re-sign him if, if it's okay? Sure, if it's okay, if it's, a, if it's a decent deal that keeps the cap down. Otherwise, there are plenty of guards and centers on the free agency that if you tweak a couple cap numbers, you'd do it. You, you, you'd be able to do that. So, obviously, they got – and then Tomlinson, he's a solid guy. I want to keep him, but in the same breath, like you said, the third down guy to get five, six, seven sacks in that third down role. I mean, shit, Griff started in the third down role on the interior until uh, Zimmer got here, and he put him on the outside. We've got plenty of guys that made noise on third down. We got him, and shit, you know, in a 4-3 – you never know. Jones and DJ want him. Like, who knows what we could do with that? You know, we could give those elements uh, of 3-4. And you're in the nickel so much anyway that there's a couple different angles we got there. So, Pat P, bring him back. Matson, if you're going to get rid of Cook, I'd say bring back Matson because the pay's not going to be much. You can tweak the cap, but the cap health thing, Stop it. If you want, we got to start thinking about the future. Well, I'll tell you what the future is, okay? I'll tell you what the future is. 2024 estimated anywhere from 90 to 
right around 90 to $100 million of cap space, okay? 2025, this is a vague thing because we don't know, but it's in the range of $200 million of cap number, okay? Then 2026, we only got one guy under contract. The team cap, we only have $19 million that year. That could open up. $280 million. So in, in even with the extension that's coming for Jefferson, remember, if you tear up this team this year, and that comes down to even trading, because <clears throat> you're not going to cut Cousins. That'd be too much dead money. Trading Cousins, you really think Jefferson and his agent is going to sign here? Are you out of your fucking mind? You don't replace Kirk until you got the guy on your roster that you're going to replace Kirk. I want to see year two in this system with Kirk. And I know a lot of people gave me shit last year for saying I want to, I want to see year two and year three. And in this draft or next draft, draft a quarterback. That's what I want to see. As far as Pat P, I'm fine with him staying around. He's, he's good for what he is and he can decline here as much as he wants. As long as he's helping the other corners, I'm fine with that. Bradbury, boy, that's a tougher one because it is. It's you know, cool. he's going to cost you a little something, not a lot, but a little something where maybe yeah. you could draft a kid. You know, you can get the kid out of Minnesota. There's a bunch of centers in this draft. And you could probably find someone equal to or greater than Bradbury in the draft. I think that's a possibility. Madison, you're right. You move Cook. Uh, that allows you to keep Madison, and I'm pretty happy about that. Um, that would be a great solution as far as I'm concerned about that. Um now, if it doesn't work out that way, or you keep Cook, or you know, then you got to get rid of Madison. But I like Madison as a back. There's not as much tread on the tires. I like his size. Uh, I like what he's able to do as far as this offense is concerned. And uh, you still have some guys, rookies that you can deal with. Uh, you can get backs just about anywhere. And as far as Duke Shelley, yeah. I mean, he's going to be cheap. You can bring right. Duke back, and you know, I wouldn't mind turning him to a nickel if you can do it. Um, he's played really well this season, and. You know, as and far we as, liked we both liked Evans' uh, potential too. In I like Evans a lot. I think yeah. he's a, probably a future starter. And what are you gonna do with Cam? I mean, that's a guy he's you got one more year move. on a nothing deal, so we could see if yeah. he works out. If not, we walks. Yep. So, uh, you know, as far as the competitive rebuild, twenty twenty four. Like I said, we're building toward twenty twenty four. What I want to see is, I'm not afraid. And here's, I guess, the point I'll end this whole discussion for me, for my side on is like. I'm not afraid to lose three games for a season. Okay. It's not the end of the or world. Win three games, you're saying? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not afraid to, to I would win. love to do that. To lose three games. Yeah. I would, uh, you just can't be afraid of that, people. Now, sure. 10 years of that. Okay. And that's it. Slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand sure, that's true. a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. But you can't win if you don't play. And the only way to get the things that you think you're going to need this, look, We've never been able to be at the top of the draft to get the next quarterback that's coming out or the great edge rusher or the something because we've always been a decent team, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. We have a five and a three. Is that our lowest ones, five wins and three wins? I think so. Ever since we've been around? I think the highest draft pick I can remember is five when we got got Matt Khalil at five, I think. That was the five and 11 year, I think. Or no, five, ten, and one, I think it was, actually. And then the the Steckle was a three, yeah, you know, three and thirteen. That's Steckle, yeah, Steckle special. So we could just bring in Steckle for a year, bro. If you want to tank, 
<laughs> hey, we can keep Donatel if we want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh. right. <laughs> ah, the long game. Okay. Yeah, he's perfect. He's okay. perfect for the. Hold on. So, yeah. <laughs> my point is you, you can't make an omelet if you don't break eggs and other cliches. Yeah. You're going to have to lose a little bit here. And I think the Wild went through so a situation like that. Cut those guys next year if you want cap money. Yeah. And we're all, I think we're all just scarred by the, you know, the, what is it, 30 years now, 40 years now? No, it's about 30, right? 89 of, 91. Wolves, of, 91. of Wolves history. So, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 91's the last Twins uh, championship. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sports, talking about sports the, teams. Yeah, the franchise woes that have been the Timberwolves and the millions of rebuilds they've gone through. I don't think that's going to be the situation here in Minnesota. I just oh, sure. I that's the way it goes. So you got, hey, look. You got a chance this year to make some tough decisions and work it into next year. Yeah. But I think we all need to be looking at collectively. We need to be looking at having our ducks in a row for the 2023 or was it 24 off season, the 23, 24 off season. Um, and that's where we're going to find out what Quasi's about, what O'Connell's about, what direction we're going I'm not saying that next year is going to be some weird holding pattern, but you should start to accumulate things that you need for that 2024 season. Because you're right, Chris, just like you mentioned, it was a two-year rebuild competitive. It was, it's a lined up for these salaries to expire or be dealt with. You got to keep Jefferson. And you got to keep Jefferson. And that's going to be, now I'm not going to let, I also don't want to get in a situation where, Jefferson is holding us hostage in the future of the franchise because we're worried about whether he signs or not. No, but I'm saying if you blow up the team, he's not going to sign this okay. year. So we move it right. If he blows up this team this year, if we, if we trade eight of our top guys, including Cousins, he's not going to resign. Say la vie. We've got, we've got to move on. That's why. You I'm just at. said that we're not going to do that. I'm confused now. No, as far as Jefferson is concerned – if he doesn't want to, if we make a move franchise-wise, right, but and that wouldn't be to do this. Up. That wouldn't be holding them up. Just wait. Let me finish my point. Okay. If we get to 2024 or even this season, right, and he has some sort of demands, like I want this, I want targets, I want blah, those are all interesting. But if it comes down to, like, the way we're going to go roster-wise and the rebuilding and when we're going to suck and all that stuff, if he's not, if he's going to threaten to not sign because of that, then I, at some point you just have to cut your loss as far as I'm concerned and trade his rights or, or get what you can for him. I'm not going to let, I don't want to be held hostage by Justin Jefferson as to holding on to Kirk, extending Kirk for Jefferson. No, I don't want to do it for, you know, offensive line rebuild or anything like that. Either he's in or if he signs, he's in and that's it. I don't want to deal with it. I just don't yeah, want to. I have a feeling. I have a feeling him saying he's got a way. problem. Well, why though? That, 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 he, if he, the only thing we got out of his mouth is a very positive message. Now, whether that's positive to you. So then, why problem. why are people going on and on about? Well, we can't do this because we got to keep Jefferson happy. No, no, that's not how these things work. No, no, here's the thing. He's eligible to sign it this year. I'm saying it. Not. I'm not saying he'd say that for sure. I'm saying, just logically speaking, if they take away eight of the best players, including Cousins, without drafting a quarterback this year, that's the the guy, 
which is going to be extremely difficult. And if you do, you're mo- what, what are we? Twenty three? Is that what we are? Twenty one? Twenty three? I think it's twenty three. Twenty three this year, yeah. Twenty three. To move from twenty three to like one or five, the amount of future capital you'd have to give up for that, it just doesn't line up. So I'm saying he'll already be signed this year in the off season if we yep. don't cut eight. So he'd already be here. My point is everybody not everybody, but a fair amount of people want to tear it up this year and this year only. Well, that doesn't make sense because these same people say, and then we can build around Jefferson. That's not how it works is my point. This has nothing to do with Jefferson's going to stay here or not. No, my He'd point be silly is, to stay here. Right. Your point is he can't boss us around. Well, he hasn't no. yet, so let's not say he's going to. My point is is if he signs this offseason, which is, he's likely to do possibly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's eligible. Okay, so if he's eligible and we give him an offer and he signs it, who cares what he thinks about us? If he's on contract, he's on contract. Uh, right, but we wouldn't si- that wouldn't be our first thing, though. He's under contract for two years. We wouldn't sign him first. That'll be in the summer or something like that. You know? Okay, we're so not going to just extend him and then be like, well, this is what no, we're going to do. I understand do. that, Chris. I understand the elements, the elementary angles of this argument. What I'm talking about is, is a different level of this argument. You sign him, right? June or whatever, I, whenever he signs this you. year, right? Yep, Fine. You. He's signed, right? Extended. I should say that. He's extended right? in June or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then at that point in June, post-draft or whatever, it, you start to get ready. You start to cut. You start to do the things you have to do. And if he doesn't like it, tough shit. You signed the contract. I'm not going to deal with, you know, I, I don't want to sign this year. I want to see which direction this is going to go or anything like that. And I'm not saying in any way that he would be that way. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a possibility in in another realm. What I'm saying is that you're seeing people on Twitter say that is what you're saying. Okay. And I That's, just want to make okay. sure now I understand if you're going to sign you're saying, him this offseason, I, I understand what you're it shouldn't interfere with any plans you might have to tear it down or, or, or rebuild or anything like that. Now, if he finds a way to get it to the next offseason, he sees what you do this offseason. He doesn't like it. That's a different thing because he hasn't signed. But if he signs this offseason, who cares what he thinks? Build around him. If he's unhappy, of course. then right. he starts to do a trade thing. Yeah, that's a that was that's my tour. Yeah, and I get that now. Now I get it because it's not really what you're thinking. It's what you saw people talking about. Well, this is going to be an issue. You know, we can't – for the people on Twitter, you, you can't just – because remember the same thing with Dix. He don't like Cousins. That's why he's leaving. Well, actually, he didn't like Zimmer. <laughs> and so much so they got into a big-ass argument in a practice. He didn't practice the rest of the week, and he didn't like the system. That's why he left. It's not because of Cousins. And as far as targets, he even said it on camera. I get the, the we're the we're the best duo to start a league ever. Targeting yards, receive you fucking name it. Besides touchdowns, now that's stats. Okay, I'm not trying to say Randy Moss. We're not saying all that. Jerry Rice. I'm not saying Jefferson's that, and I'm not trying to fucking say Cousins of Montana. Okay, but I'm saying all the narrative that people were talking about. That's bullshit. That's all bullshit. Okay, so that that's it. But as far as those people saying, "Oh, he's gonna boss us around," let's get to that point where he does. Because all we have is what's out of his mouth, and what's out of his mouth is like, if they want me here, I'm here. <laughs> so you know, now we can't say that's gold. That that's for sure. But that we can't go the other way as well to the people on Twitter. Um, so yeah, it'll be 
it's 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 going to be an interesting off season, and really before is. we even get to goddamn free agency mid March or whatever, we got some some things to do. What defense are we going to run, and who's going to run it? Remember, next Monday we'll be back living in Loserville Timberwolf Gopher podcast. We'll be back. We won't do a Viking show for quite a long time until March. We'll do a preview. Unless some shit pops off, if they right. trade Cousins or Thielen or whatever, then we'll do it. But other than that, any any last words there, sir? Uh, no, obviously we're looking forward to the Living in Loserville podcast to talk some NBA stuff. Wolves have been an interesting squad this season, a lot to talk about there. And, the, you know, even the big win for the Gophers as well. So you can catch the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, it was a great season to talk about, and it's going to be a fun off season, And so – you know, let's see what happens. We got a lot, a lot of plates spinning as far as the Vikings are concerned. That's a great way to say it. a lot of plates spinning, no doubt about that. All right, see you next Monday. Peace.